0: Y'all ready for this?
1: this is Prep Spotlight on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com.
0: Headings guard for the win of the title. Yes! Yes! He hit it! He hit it! And Hillsborough, Chaco
2: Valley are the state champions.
1: Chase Miller and Brad Anderson will give you the lowdown on high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Spartans with the basketball, up by seven, and breaking the press as Peach goes coast to coast, up the
0: window, count it, bucket, got it, good. The Kenwood Vikings celebrated center court. They have themselves a state championship in an unbeaten season. 26-0. The Kenwood Vikings defeat the North Star Bearcats.
1: This is Prep Spotlight.
0: Y'all ready for this?
1: A good Wednesday. Well, blustery, snowy. Hopefully, you don't have to hunker down too much where you are right now. It is Prep Spotlight here. Chase Miller and Brad Anderson with you. Coming up tomorrow, we'll be right back at it for some high school games. Brad will be on the Palace on the Prairie in Northern Cass for Maple Valley and Northern Cass for a girls and boys basketball doubleheader on our brother station 104.7 Duke FM. I'm going right back to Fargo Oak Grove where it's the boys' turn. The girls won uh, yesterday for Fargo Oak Grove in a tightly contested game. They win it by three points over Central Cass, who didn't have a lead till the 7:34 mark in the fourth quarter and almost were able to hold off the Fargo Oak Grove Grovers, but we'll have the squirrels in the Grove tomorrow on boys basketball right here on the fan at around 7 30 but brad let's start with a little high school hockey the first ever program win for the west fargo cheyenne mustangs and it comes at the expense of their in-city rival in the west fargo packers eight goals by the mustangs they get the win eight to five last night over in west fargo
0: yeah and uh, that's got to feel pretty sweet to to do that against uh, i guess now your new arch rival and they apparently were hanging from the rafters at the uh, West Fargo Hockey Arena last night. Uh, That's very cool. You know, you're you're waiting for that first win, and they they had had a couple of close games, and they had a couple they'd kind of gotten blown out in, but you had to do that high-scoring game. They outshot them 40-20, and, uh, you know, really out of the highlights in uh, EDC hockey, that one stands out. Then Red River and Davies, 3-3 overtime tie. Red River got the extra point as far as the standings go, you know, you see a shootout, sometimes goes two rounds, three rounds, four rounds, 14 rounds in the shootout, and uh, Red River comes away with the win there. So, uh, boys' standings right now. Um, Red River, a uh, point up. We were kind of wondering a couple of weeks ago if Grafton Park River would be able to hang in there, and they are. Five and one of the EDC, 15 points, Central third, and Davies playing pretty well right now. They're 3-0-2, and, and right now, pretty much... Uh, Sitting comfortably at the number four hole.
1: I wonder what the record is for shootouts at any level. Whether it's the Olympics, whether it's uh, you know if they if they go all the way down to Pee Wee and they let you do it there. I mean, what, what would be the record? Because normally you get past about five or six and you start going, "Wow, this is pretty good," and you get to double digits. I can't recall off the top of my head, Brad, or how many times on on one hand that you can say that you've seen a shootout at any level go past, you know, seven, eight.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess so you don't see it at the high school level. We actually, you know, I don't am not sure if Minnesota goes to shootouts or not, but uh, it's something that North Dakota has decided to go to. And, you know, and on covering the USHL, I've, you know, you see it maybe go three or four rounds, maybe five, but nothing like nothing like 14 rounds. But I think that just shows, you know, Davies has played very well right now. And I think we're kind of starting to see, the water seeking its level so to speak in the, the frozen water so so to speak in uh, on the EDC side it looks like you got four solid teams there And from there, we'll talk a little bit later on in the show.
1: It is National Signing Day, so some maybe local talent for football-wise it is going. We're also going to chat a little West Fargo Packer basketball, but Brad, let's transition into basketball. Early on Class B girls basketball, the Kindred Vikings are the only team in the latest top 10 poll that was ranked in Region 1. Maybe talking with some coaches, the region is a little bit more balanced than in years past. You know, last season you maybe had a Kindred that you knew was going to be up there, a Richland uh, that was going to be up there, or a Tri-State. Right now you probably have a number of teams who are going to try to vie for a top three spot and earn
0: a buy. But what have you seen early on here out of region one for class B girls hoops? Uh, there's a lot of youth for one thing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of young teams and there's some teams kind of struggling for numbers, quite frankly, where you're seeing a combination between junior varsity and varsity 12 to maybe 15 on uh, region one. I mean, Kindred, you know, they, they stepped out of the region, lost to Napoleon on Saturday, but they're four 0 in the region right, right now. Lisbon got a key win over Enderlin. They're 3-3 three and three overall. They lost to Lamore, Litchfield, Marion last night. They played some pretty good teams outside of their region. couple in Region 3. and I want to get to Region 3 and how good that looks right now. Uh, and then right after that it's it's kind of a fruit basket upset of teams. Melner North Sargent's gotten a couple of wins uh, here in uh, the past week or so. Oak Grove's 2-1 with that win over Central Cass. I know Central Cass is really young. They're playing some 8th and 9th graders and and that's it appears to be a common theme in, uh, in not just in Region One, but I think statewide. You're seeing a lot of under underclassmen getting a lot of minutes, and therefore, you know, starting to get a lot of attention. Region Three:
1: Madonna, Pingree, Buchanan, alongside Lamar, Chaminade. Those are a couple of solid clubs, and you have the Carrington. Cardinals out in that same uh, region there, Brad. That's a pretty top-heavy uh, <laughs> region for Class B girls hoops, especially with all those teams pretty much right in the top 10 of, uh, of things.
0: Yeah, and Edgley Coleman at who uh, went to state at a region three last year at uh, 7-0, and Lamore Litchfield, Marion. I got a chance to see the Lobos a couple of weeks ago. Um, they won the Barnes County Tournament. Anna Holin, a terrific athletes. a lot of those girls that were part of that uh, volleyball powerhouse that won the 3 Pete. They're uh, 6-0, and and you mentioned Medina, Pingry, Buchanan, and Carrington – Four legit teams out of Region Three, and uh, that's um, that's going to be impressive. Of course, they still do the district format. So, a district, uh, f- you know, you got District Five with Lamore and Edgley, uh, Edgley, Colmont, Pelier, Medina, and Region Six, and or District Six, excuse me. And then, but that Region Three tournament's going to be a lot of fun on the girls' side.
1: Uh, Brad, before we take a quick time out, who's on deck here tackling a little West Fargo Packer hoops? Packers playing very well. Got a win over Wapiton last night. Uh, First-year head coach Adam Pelcheski will join us here after the break. And correct me if I'm wrong, the Packers haven't lost yet so
0: far this season in basketball. Nope. They, uh, yep, they're right now sitting uh, right around the top of the EDC standings. They're 6-0 and overall. We've got two unbeatens left in the EDC with West Fargo and Davies.
1: So we'll talk a little bit with Adam after this. You're listening to Prep Spotlight here on 740 The Fan.
0: Our backup prep spotlight, 740 The Fan, 740TheFan.com and 107.3 FM in Fargo-Moorhead. And, well, EDC Boys basketball race a couple of weeks into the season and the West Fargo Packers off to a uh, off to a strong start with a couple of uh, impressive wins earlier in the year, and they've uh, will wrap up another pre-holiday schedule coming up here on Thursday night against Valley City. Game with Moorhead coming up on the other side of uh, of the uh, calendar year into 2018. First year head coach Adam Polcheski joins us, and uh, first of all, thanks uh, thanks for the time and a good start for you guys so far.
2: Ah, uh, you're welcome. Glad to glad to be on the air. Yeah, we're playing really well, and the kids are listening and they're playing hard and. Can't ask for
0: much more than that. Yeah, no, uh, no question about that. You guys off to a uh, off to a real strong start, and uh, you know, really a couple of impressive wins so far for you. Uh, Ten point win at home over South uh, about a week and a half ago, but uh, probably the win that stands out the most uh, come from behind. Win, you're down double digits at Shanley. Uh, you guys did a nice job. I would say completely shutting down Jake Cavill, but really slowed him down second half. And I would imagine out of the, the the win so far for you guys, that one probably stands out the most just the just in the in the route that, that you got to that victory on the road and a come from behind win nonetheless.
2: Yeah, we had to fight hard for that one. But that three-game stretch we played south and Shanley and Red River was a pretty tough stretch for us. And to come out of a 3-0 and is more than we had hoped for. So um, the kids are just battling, and they understand what level they can play at and they don't accept not playing there, so I'm really proud of them.
0: Yeah, no question about it. And I guess so you kind of know, <laughs> you're, not, it, it, you're still still maybe trying to kind of figure some things out early in the year, and, and you look at that schedule and say, well, hopefully we can come away with a split or go 2-1 and one or something like that, and all of a sudden you come in unbeaten. And uh, it probably shows, shows a lot about uh, well, the character of your team more than anything else.
2: Yeah, it does show a lot about that. We have guys that played on the state championship football team, so they know how to win. And uh, we have excellent leadership. We have Joe Pastoria, Sanabhi Stufi, Luke Lennon, Tanner Zapeta, Brett Liebow. I mean, our seniors um, have done a phenomenal job setting the tone, and they're spending time in practice every day, teaching our younger players how to play and what's expected of them. So when you have that kind of leadership, um, you're able to come from behind and go on the road and, and beat good teams. So it's been really fun.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that with with the football team and all the success they had, and a lot of guys were key components of that. And you know, I've had coaches and administrators tell me over the years. He says sometimes you can you can set the tone of the school year w- w- with what happens in the fall, and uh, that's that's probably no better example than what uh, your guys did on the uh, on the gridiron this year.
2: Yeah, I would I would agree 100. Um, percent When the football team does well, uh, the year goes really well. So we're just going to try to ride that wave as long as we can.
0: I mentioned uh, Pistorius has had a couple of big games at 27 on Saturday against uh, Devils Lake. Uh, talk about uh, his skills as a player and what he brings to your squad.
2: Well, he's got quite the skill set. I mean, the the best thing about him is he's averaging over four assists a game right now, which is up, I think, three assists from last year. So his running of the entire offense and letting everyone know where they're supposed to be and, and coaching them up has been just a, just a wonderful growth to see in him this year. And he can still score it, but now he's taking more responsibility for how the entire team performs. So, it's fun having that kind of a leader and that kind of a player on your team. He did score his one thousandth point here last Saturday, so um, you know he's been doing it for a while.
0: Yeah, and to, to do that at that uh, you know high level, the EDC very impressive. Sufi's a guy that's uh, you know a lot of length, kind of a good player for you. You know Tanner Cepeda's had a couple of nice games. I see where he had. Uh, you know, 16 against Red River on Thursday, but having a little bit of an inside presence as well, and uh, and, and Luke Lennon has been uh, a nice piece of the puzzle for your guys uh, so far in the year, on the early season.
2: Yeah, Luke has been wonderful for us. Um, He's, you know, our main center, and he's just a big, strong kid who battles for every rebound, and he's still learning how to play the post. We've been a a different type of offense the last couple years, where he's just set screens and then kind of hit under the basket and got some rebounds and now he's more of a focal point and our guards are realizing that if we throw it in there we're probably going to score or he's going to throw it back out and we're going to get a nice shot so uh, having him emerge as a scoring threat early in the year has been very helpful
0: and that's uh you kind of mentioned that too that's really something that um really was missing the last year or two from uh, from the west fargo squad
2: yeah and we had some players but you know, our kids are extremely coachable, mm-hmm. and they do what they're asked to do. The The egos are pushed down for the most part from every from my nine years here of coaching here. Um, we have some good, humble kids that just want to work hard. So a kid like Tyson Jelinek two years ago would have been the best center in the EDC, but the offense wasn't geared that way. So he just blocked a bunch of shots every game and got every rebound and uh, played defense and commanded the defense and did what was asked of him. And he was an excellent player for us, and Luke got to play with him. His freshman year so he saw that and he knows what it takes to be a, a winner so that was really great for Tyson to show the the young man how to play
0: coach is, is there a, maybe a player or two that we haven't mentioned yet that uh you know maybe is it kind of fits that fits that mold of your team or maybe somebody that's uh, stepping up uh either either coming off the bench from the varsity level or maybe moving up this year from uh from the younger levels that uh, can help you out and and uh might be a surprise. <clears throat>
2: Um, there's a few kids. Uh, Dustin Mertz, who started at receiver for us this last year mm-hmm. in football. Um, he's had some nice games, come out the bench, playing some defense and giving us some quality minutes when last year he was only a freshman and struggling to find his way, so his growth has been great. Um, and Jaden Moten, uh, he's a junior post for us and he's uh, he's been great. He's physical. He's kind of like Luke, doesn't quite have the length that Luke has, but um, he definitely fights and plays as hard as, as that and as So those two guys have done a lot early on. And there's some more guys. I don't want to tip my hand too early in the EDC, Mm -hmm. but we have a couple more guys that are going to be making some plays here soon for us.
0: All right, sounds good. Adam Pelcheski, first-year head coach of the uh, West Fargo Packers, joining us here on Prep Spotlight at 740 The Fan and uh, 107.3 FM in Fargo-Moorhead. EDC race, maybe too early to tell at this point. I think you look at uh, a couple of teams that you have faced so far, South and Shanley, I think will be – teams that'll definitely be in the mix. Uh, who else do you see in the EDC at uh, that can be contenders?
2: Well, Davies is you know ranked ahead of us in state and they're also talented offensively and they play really fast on defense. so they do a lot of things that will challenge every team they play um, and Cheyenne's sitting there too and they they're gonna have some players coming back and they're going to be um, pretty good offensively and defensively, I think going forward so, when we get back from our Christmas break, it's going to be quite the challenge with them and Davies coming out in the first couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, no, no question about that. You won't get Davies until about the middle of the January. And uh, look at your schedule coming up. You got Valley City Thursday night, and then you'll uh, come back around, uh, get a little bit of a break for the holidays, and then host Moorhead on uh, on January second. But uh, I'd imagine with Moorhead, you don't get a you don't get a lot of open uh, open dates and a lot of games to play. You know, outside of the EDC a little bit, and uh, chance to chance to face the spuds and you know we don't see a lot of that Uh, football really doesn't happen So, but a chance to play kind of outside and a a different opponent's got to be fun
2: yeah um, I had a cousin that played for Moorhead a long time ago Mm -hmm. and uh, from what I heard the Moorhead West Fargo games were packed gym and it was down to the wire and intense defense and you know Moorhead's making a comeback and they're playing some disciplined basketball right now so they're going to once again present a different challenge for us how how well they run uh, their offense and how patient they are on offense but um, you know this year we, we played them last year too but this year we got a shot clock so that might help us out defensively a little bit but they're a good team and it'll be nice having a non-conference game to come back to after Christmas to get warmed up again.
0: Coach, Adam Pelcheski, the West Fargo Packers, they will be back in action uh, coming up on Thursday night, taking on uh, the Valley City Highliners over at the uh, West Fargo gym. Coach, appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Best of luck here to the Packers.
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate being on.
0: Adam Pelcheski, head, boys basketball coach of the West Fargo Packers. We'll take a time out here on Prep Spotlight, back with more of the program after this on 740 The Fan.
1: Back on Prep Spotlight here on 740 The Fan, 107.3 on your FM dial and 740thefan.com as well. Two games again coming up tomorrow night right here on 740 The Fan. Central Cast at Fargo Oak Grove in the boys' Region 1 tilt. That'll be at around 730. And, Brad, you have a double header at the Palace on the Prairie between Maple Valley and Northern Cass. Yep,
0: girls' game will be about 6, boys' game about 745. Uh, on the girls' side, the Raiders uh, – improving struggled a bit last year after losing uh, so much talent including riley newdell who's uh, starting for ndsu now and boys game's gonna be interesting uh, maple valley might be uh they might be one of those teams that might rise to the top of uh, region one unbeaten right now got a nice win over uh, kindred a nice region victory got a pair of region wins uh, one over Belder north sergeant saturday and then beat kindred 57 uh, 49 and they kind of knocking to the door of the uh, top 10 in the uh, class b polls right now and uh, be interesting to see. Northern Cass uh, got beat by uh, Melner North Sargent. They've got a lot of size inside. Marcus Jensen and his brother Connor Jensen, they go 6'4", 6'5". Jensen at 32 the other night against Melner North Sargent. I got a dunk against Finley Sharon Hope Page on Thursday night. Should be a really, really good matchup there on on the boys' side. I know the girls' matchup, Jags have been have been close but still looking for that first win on the year and uh, we'll get going on duke fm about six from there talk a little bit about national
1: signing day here that was the early signing period the first one that they've had in the month of december a couple of uh, north dakota kids going to north dakota state a lot from the western side you have dylan evans from uh, williston and a defensive tackle Jaden ewing a defensive end from watford city and then bartholomew ogbo from shiloh christian also a defensive end so the Bison went out Westbrook. They got some big guys, and I tell you what, all the all three of these guys, they can move and groove for the weight and the size that they have.
0: Well, I know you were you were impressed with Mr. Ewing mm-hmm. from Watford City when you saw him against Shanley in the uh, 2 way semifinals this year and how uh, athletic he was. Agba, well, we didn't really get a chance to see. We saw him more in the defensive end. You know, he was a tight end in the uh, – we saw him in the Dakota Bowl against Winemere Lidgewood. I don't think uh, we even saw – uh, we saw some potential, but maybe not uh, much. It would be interesting to see with that frame and that body, and they put put a little muscle on him. It uh, would be interesting to see if they use him as a defensive end, try to get him off the edge. And we saw him play tight end as well on the offensive side of the ball. But I think he's uh, – He's got a ton of potential.
1: A lot of potential. You heard earlier uh, about a week or so ago that Jake Cava is going to walk on to North Dakota State. He is going to be a tight end potentially for for the Bison. Also played a lot of linebacker for Fargo Shanley. And uh, speaking of linebacker, Victor Isaac for Fargo South. He made his commitment to go to the University of North
0: Dakota. Brad. Yeah, that's uh, he's a tough kid. I was just impressed with him as a running back with so on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, as a as a linebacker for the for the Bruins, and I think he. Uh, that, that's good. I mean, that's one thing that UND was looking at, looking to improve some depth and and to get it uh, to get it on signing day. I know they've been looking at some JUCO options as well. But good to see, uh, you know, good to see a local kid that'll get a chance up there. Samuel Moore out of Verndale is. Uh, uh, you know, perennial nine-man power, 6'5", 237-pound uh, defensive tackle. He has also signed with the Bison as well. So
1: you get a little bit of local flavor. You see a lot of these
0: guys going alongside to other states
1: for UND. They really went in the state of Wisconsin this year. They got a number of players through Wisconsin coming up to uh, UND. And for NDSU, you just kind of see the blueprint continue to grow a little bit every year, it feels like, Brad, where they go to the Missouris they maybe get a kid out of Florida, maybe get a kid out of Texas. UND, we're seeing at one or two athletes coming out of California and Washington So, recruit locally,
0: then find where you can, who you can, wherever else across the states. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, probably that early signing day probably helps FCS schools like NDSU and UND, and I think that maybe, you know, NDSU's obviously got a big game to plan for, you know, with the national championship game, but I think to lock these kids in early is good for the schools, and probably good for them as well, because if they start lingering into January or February, and you might see some other schools you know, maybe maybe an FBS school like a Minnesota or Wisconsin or Nebraska comes knocking on the door of some of these guys and saying, hey, we might be interested in you. Are you, um, you know, are you still committed to an NDSU or a UND? And I think once... Once they get locked in, they can finish their school year and know what they've got, uh, what their future lies ahead here for the next few years. From there, we got a couple more minutes
1: left here on Prep Spotlight. And, Brad, let's get to a little spud hockey here. I know you were talking off the air that, hey, the spuds, they still got a challenge ahead of them. I know they just went up against uh, – uh, they had a top-five team come into Moorhead just this past week, but they still got to continue to gear up for a busy week ahead of them.
0: Yeah, they got Friday and Saturday here as they will have a couple of teams from the range Friday night, Cloquet, Esco, Carlton, over at the Moorhead Sports Center, and then Grand Rapids, a rematch of last year's state championship, but uh, Thunderhawks struggling right now, two and six. They uh, uh, got swept here uh, last weekend at the Adina Invitational, losing to Adina, Eden Prairie, and Elk River, so they're kind of struggling a little bit at uh, at two and six, but I'm still, I'm still, there's, I don't say bad blood, but I'm sure there's a bitter taste in Moorhead's mouth. They'd like to get after grand rapids on saturday
1: and we've been talking about carter rancliffe but I, I would say this guy uh brad seen the highlights and seen enough accolades and just kind of reading some stories on of it seems like he he is the dude he he is everything that you probably want in a star athlete and especially a kid that's going to und uh next season but in terms of his play on and off the uh, ice right now he has really lived up to the hype
0: no doubt about it and i know we had john amberman on the program here a couple of weeks ago I did ask him. Randkla played a handful of games in the USHL for the Fargo Force, and honestly, the couple of games I saw him play, he looked like he belonged. I mean, he didn't look intimidated. Sometimes you see some of those guys, and they get to that level, and it's—I think it's maybe a little bit of a surprise to him about how quick and how physical it is. He played right in, and he—you know—he fit in very well. And it'd be fun to see him once the regular season's over. I'd imagine he'll go back and play for the Force and uh, you know—Fargo right now got a chance to make a good playoff run, he might get a chance to extend his hockey season a little bit uh, after after early March.
1: Well, you... Mentioned a little bit on the EDC boys' basketball. Talked a lot of West Fargo basketball. But let's talk a little bit on the EDCA girls so far, Brad. Kind of what you expected with how Fargo Shanley has continued to play. Uh, West Fargo Cheyenne, they got a couple athletes. A Maggie Manson over there who's able to stroke it pretty well. We're seeing maybe the development of Fargo South with some of their younger players uh, year in and year out. Maybe getting a little bit closer to where they want to be. But you mentioned about the youth in Class B Region 1. There's still some youth in, in the EDC as well, Brad.
0: Yeah, Davies and ice win over Red River last night beat them by 21 so you've got Shanley and Davies unbeaten and they'll be facing off here in a little over a week on the 29th round one with Shanley and Davies both on the boys and girls side Red River you know I don't know if Red River gets enough credit they always seem to be very consistent very steady uh coach Ripplinger does a nice job up there Cheyenne with Maggie Manson Dana trying to make that next step and and uh, get their way into a state tournament and uh, they got a got a win over Valley City on uh, on Tuesday night they're four and one and You know, West Fargo, I know, has been battling some injuries. They've got some youth. They're starting to play a little bit better. They beat Wapiton last night. And you have got West Fargo. And I know Tim Jacobson talked about as well. Devil's Lake. um, You know, Devil's Lake came down here and got beat. But, I mean, that's another team that I think maybe... Could fly under the radar a little bit. They're kind of sitting right now in the middle of the pack at three and two. So let's go from
2: backwards
1: to forwards here. Brad, you're gonna be uh Fargo North and Fargo South. That'll be on Friday night. The girls and boys about five forty-five or so for the girls, the boys will follow. You're gonna be at the Palace on the Prairie tomorrow night, Northern Cast with Maple Valley and alongside the Jags, and that'll be on one oh four seven Duke FM North and South Friday night on the fan. Uh quickly, what can you expect in both those two
0: games? Uh with uh, North and South, they you know the the girls' programs are kind of struggling. A little bit. North got their first win the other night. On the boys' side, you know, North's been close and it'll be interesting to see South. I think you know, we talked about they might be a sleeper in the EDC and you know it'd be a good, good test, and obviously a rivalry game here before the holiday break. And tomorrow night, right here on
1: 740 the fan, Central Castle alongside Fargo Oak Grove, and the boys' game, that'll be at around 7:30. Thanks again to Mr. brad Anderson. I'm Chase Miller. We'll talk to you next Wednesday for Prep Spotlight here on 740 the Fan.